Hi guys, and welcome back to Forking Wellness. Hi guys, you are listening to Sophie Bertrand, Registered Associate Nutritionist. And Barry Strickoff, Registered Dietitian. So today's episode is all about Christmas, as we are coming up to the Christmas holidays and, and Hanukkah, I should say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And we're going to be answering a lot of your questions that you guys have uh, kindly submitted to Sophie and I over Instagram about dealing with the Christmas period um, and any guilt or anxiety or just food and nutrition related questions. Yeah, we actually have so many responses, which was amazing, but it also tells us that this episode is kind of needed. So hopefully this will be super helpful for some of you and make your Christmas a little bit more enjoyable if you are experiencing any anxiety around this time. Yeah, I think it's like, I think it's like a twofold anxiety. Like it's anxiety because one, you know, exposure to more food and drinks than maybe you have over, you know, the regular year. But then it's also like you're surrounded by so much family that maybe you mm. haven't seen in a, in a few in a while or something and you're just more susceptible to comments from family members do you think yeah and on another note like I actually am someone I love obviously I love my family I love being around people but I also love like my quiet time yeah (laughs) and when it gets to Christmas you know that you've got like or I do anyway like three or four days straight where you constantly have to be like on it and socializing and there's a lot of pressure if you think about it yeah and it's a lot of pressure plus you're out of your normal routine so kind of like sometimes a routine can be like a safety not a safety net but like it can it can help and you're out of your routine you're exposed to different things that you're not regularly exposed to plus family and like being on it kind of there's a lot to think about yeah I totally understand anyone who feels the pressure I literally do just mentioning it <laughs> yeah that's so funny because as you're saying it I'm like oh shit I so much yeah, to think same. about <laughs> same so hopefully this this episode will be helpful and um for us as well. <laughs> and therapeutic yeah <laughs> let's get it all out let's do it okay amazing why don't we start by saying kind of like what your Christmas traditions are like what does Christmas look like for you yeah so actually it's funny because as you grow up I think they get a little bit different like I mean I'm the oldest I'm 27 my sister's 25 and then my brothers are 21 um so we're all like we're not kids anymore (laughs) but um this Christmas Eve so this is my first year in my house away from my mum's house oh yeah because you moved in January yeah so we've decided that we're actually going to stay at my house on Christmas Eve um which will be like the first Christmas Eve ever that I don't wake up at my mum's house but she's so cute she's like I've done she still does stockings and she's like I've done a little hamper for you for you and Ash to put at the end of your bed um so it'll be there on Christmas day but yeah so we're doing Christmas Eve family drinks mm-hmm. and then we'll come back to my house and then Christmas is that day like we'll- at, is that at your mom's or is that like a, at a pub we're gonna go out normally yeah. we do dinner at my mom's but we're gonna go out this year um and then Christmas day everyone goes to my mom's house so she's cooking for like 16 people oh my god I know I don't know how she does it and she genuinely puts on like the best spread you've ever seen oh my god superwoman I know so the house is always super packed um on Christmas day and then usually on boxing day we go to my aunt's house but we're not actually doing that this year so we are still spending it as a family I think we're going out like go-karting or something oh my god that's so fun (laughs) And then going out for dinner and drinks after that. 
but my sister's actually moving over Christmas into her flat with her boyfriend. So I feel like I feel like 2020 is going to be such a big and different year. Yeah. Oh my god. I I agree. A lot yeah. of change. So much change, happening. and I hate change. <laughs> I know, but no, we have I, to I, embrace it. Totally. I don't mind change, um, probably because I'm not as like. I'm not as good with my routines the mm. change like doesn't totally affect me I'm like quite flexible but um just the thought of change makes me more anxious than actually yeah. dealing with it does that make yeah, sense I get what you mean yeah I don't it's like the like anticipation but yeah the anticipation <laughs> yeah and I, I read this quote somewhere it's like the anxiety of anticipation is so much worse than the actual event oh my god that's so true which yeah. um yeah, I've been like repeating that to myself recently a lot. I, I also love that quote where it's like, anxiety doesn't change tomorrow. It just takes away the joy of today. Something like that. Ooh, yeah. interesting. I like so that. I always remind myself of that because like being anxious and worrying about something will not change anything. All you're doing is making yourself feel terrible in that moment. Yeah. Oh, wow. I really like that one. I'm going to write that one down later. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I feel so inspirational. <laughs> <laughs> So my Christmas tradition is a bit different. So obviously I don't celebrate Christmas myself, but I do celebrate it with Mark's family. Um, And I absolutely love Christmas. And it's kind of cute because as a kid, like growing up, obviously Christmas is so like in the media and in movies Mm. and like, it's so mainstream, but I never celebrate it because I celebrate Hanukkah. So like part of my inner childhood of wanting to celebrate Christmas is like, fulfilled like I always wanted a picture on Santa's lap and my mom's like oh I don't know if you're allowed oh my god that's so funny <laughs> so like part of my like inner childhood Christmas dreams are um fulfilled and Being so we always out, come, yeah. yeah so we always come back to um Mark's parents house in North Wales which is so nice because it's such a nice change of scenery from London and New York so it's very, very family oriented. Like it's so nice and chilled up here. Like I absolutely love it. So for uh, Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas Eve, we normally do like, just like, um, we call it like bits and bobs. So it's not like a formal dinner. It's just like little like nibbles, like appetizers kind of thing Um, and drinks. And then Christmas day is just like so nice like stay in your pajamas have mimosas kind of thing and then like a Christmas meal at like two in the house just with like immediate family it's not just like five of us it's never like massive and then boxing day I feel like we just like chill we'll take like a walk um Mm. here in North Wales they still look it's not real but they'll do the hunt so I don't really know because it's not like I'm not like very good at explaining it because I don't actually know what it is because it's like okay. not a tradition that is it like, like I've a grown Welsh up with. thing I thought it was kind of a British thing but maybe um, it is a Welsh thing if you don't, don't know. know it's like I am like to... some of my family is Welsh so I should probably know if it's a Welsh thing yeah they used to do it where they used to go out and hunt and they all like dress up in like very barber-esque things oh. and everyone's like on horses but now it's like fake like they use like dogs and stuff and they've like um like you're not actually allowed to hunt anymore. So oh, like, I was gonna say, like that upsets me if you're actually hunting. <laughs> oh no, 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 it's like um tracing the scent, but okay. like you don't actually no, hunt no anymore. Harm to animals. 
Yeah, exactly. But last year, I remember on Boxing Day, we were trying to go out somewhere, maybe for a walk, and we got stuck behind the hunt. So it was like stuck behind all these horses, like people on horses, and it was like a million of them. And in Wales, there was like one narrow little lane. So it took us like an hour to get where we needed to go before they turned off. Um, So funny. But yeah, that's that's kind of our tradition. Um, It's very, very small and family oriented, which is like so nice and cozy and like always a fire on Mm. at all times. Yeah. I do so love nice. like the Christmas period because me and my family like we're so close I always say we're more like a friendship group than an actual family I love um but because like we, we're all leading such not different lives but like we all do our own thing now we're all growing up so it's so nice to actually have quality time together over Christmas over even when yeah. I feel overwhelmed by like the social kind of aspect of it I'm like be appreciative that you get to spend all this time with your family yeah, totally. And that you're so close to your family. Yeah. Like proximity wise. Yeah, um, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, for Hanukkah, we never really had like super big traditions because Hanukkah's like, was it like seven, eight days? I really should know that. My mom. Oh my God, I was going to say, me. do you not know? <laughs> <laughs> she's going to kill me. Um, Fan is going to be annoyed at you. <laughs> so mad but I'm actually cooking a Hanukkah meal for everyone up here in Wales. Oh that's so nice. Yeah so it starts on the I believe it starts on the night of the 22nd so but then I have until like the new year to do it (laughs) but I'm gonna make um latkes which are like traditional like um potato pancakes or essentially they're literally just hash browns like shredded potatoes like fried um so I'll do that and then it's kind of similar to a Christmas meal anyways just like um a piece of meat or like a roast chicken and just like a bunch of vegetables um and then I'll make something veggie for myself or maybe a piece of fish so yeah kind of a traditional Hanukkah meal but also just like very typical like dinner as you would go on anyways (laughs) um so yeah so hopefully my mom will be pleased about that I'm sure she will (laughs) bringing the tradition to Wales yeah definitely all right should we because we got so many questions should we dive into it because I feel like a lot of the topics that we wanted to speak about about how to deal with this you know festive period will be answered within you know answering the questions yeah let's go for it okay because we do have a lot and I want to make sure we get through all of them because they were all really good yeah all right Um, I'm gonna be like stop no I'm gonna let you be the uh question asker okay (laughs) right so first one I feel like is probably actually the two top ones are the most common ones so we'll start with those so anxiety around food which is quite a general topic but it's obviously something a lot of people suffer with yeah I feel like that's a really generic like it's just a generic thing like anxiety on food maybe it's a bit ambiguous as well like anxiety food around the festive period or are you talking about anxiety food 24 7 yeah I was gonna say let's apply it to the festive period because hopefully then the tips we give will help in general anyway yeah so I actually wrote a blog um Mm -hmm. on my website it's called how to tackle feelings of guilt around food at Christmas time interested is actually quite helpful um I wrote it a few years ago now but I still kind of look at it and I think yeah that was quite quite well written by me (laughs) amazing okay run through it do you have it open in front of you okay yeah I do um I've just pulled it up so the first one is 
this actually applies to the second one as well. So the second question was to how to tackle feelings of guilt around food. So I feel like guilt mm-hmm. and anxiety kind of coincide with each other. So first yeah, one I is, think so. yeah, ditch the words should and shouldn't. So we all have that kind of inner voice. We all mm-hmm. have it. Like some people's are just a lot louder than others. Like that devil side is more loud than maybe someone else's might be who doesn't suffer with guilt and anxiety around food. But so basically get rid of those words, like stop telling yourself that some foods are good, some foods are bad, you know, some foods we should be eating, some foods we shouldn't be eating. Mm-hmm. The moment you kind of take away that, I always say to like the clients I work with um, at the nutrition clinic, if you're telling yourself you can't have something, you are going to crave it. Like, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think it's like telling a kid, you can't have don't touch that. After yeah. yeah exactly. Or like telling them like, don't touch the hot stove. What do they yeah, do? Like exactly. the moment you turn your back, they're going to like put their finger on it. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you then switch that and tell yourself you are literally allowed to eat a hundred donuts today, you're probably going to be like, cool. Okay. I could, but I don't actually want to eat a hundred donuts. 100%, 100%. Maybe I'll take one or two, but I'm not going to eat a hundred. Yeah. Switching that mentality. Yeah, rules are so detrimental because like at the end of the day, rules are meant to be broken. And anytime that you feel restrictive, you're just going to rebel against it. That's just like the natural way that humans are kind of like our brain is powered. We don't like to feel restricted. Like we like to feel like we're in control and we have the ability to make our own decisions. So yeah, taking away those like um, rules around the this period or even just applying that to like more general like your everyday life taking rules away from food and then like you said taking away the good and the bad so removing the morality that we place on food like no food is good or bad food is just food obviously like we spoke about before in some previous episodes like some foods have more nutrients than others but Mm -hmm. that doesn't make them superior it just means that they're different yeah I always say a food is only bad if you're actually like allergic to it and it might you know, yeah <laughs> yeah if you're gonna have an anaphylactic reaction and need an yeah. EpiPen then I would say that food is bad yeah. but that's also like you're not going to be tempted to eat that food like if you're definitely allergic to peanuts you're not going to be tempted to eat peanuts because you know the negative repercussions whereas exactly. if you say oh I can't have um like chocolate you're not motivated to stay away from it because you know that there are actually like nothing's going to happen if you eat it, which is kind of like the whole point, like nothing is going to happen. Yeah. And if you're, you know, it's Christmas day and you've told yourself, okay, I'm not going to eat chocolate today. Everyone else is going to be eating chocolate. So your whole day is going to be taken up by looking at everyone else eating chocolate thinking, oh my God, I'm not allowed it. And then your day's ruined. Yeah. And the worst thing that happens, which I see so often is you have that chocolate after you've been you've been telling yourself you can't and then you fall into that all or nothing mindset where you're like oh mm-hmm. fuck it like now I've broken my rule yeah. I might as well continue um eating all the chocolate because I don't know when the next time I can eat chocolate is or like tomorrow I'm not gonna eat any chocolate so let me get as much of it in as I can today and then you exactly. fall into that you know all or nothing binge and restrict kind of mentality yeah. and there's a lot of research to back that up as well that if we do restrict you will inevitably kind of end up binging on that food that you have restricted or told yourself yeah and then also what's that really interesting study it was like the starvation was it the minnesota yeah is it the minnesota i always want to call it illinois um is it the well, we minnesota 
we studied at a uni together, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Minnesota starvation study. And what it showed is that when you remove, when you have restrictions placed upon you, you'll start to fixate on it. So the thoughts around food and like men daydreaming about the food that they can't have and like, you know, salivating at the thought of food and you end up talking about it more because that's the only way that you can, yeah. yeah. So you start to obsess and to fixate over it. And that just feeds into this whole negative mindset that you're in. Um, Mm -hmm. Because if you're fixating on it, obviously you're going to want it more. So if we kind of just remove all these rules, we can also hopefully detach the obsessions and the fixations, um, which will inevitably just lead to, you know, a healthier relationship with food. Yeah, definitely. I remember just as like a little side note slash example, um, I obviously used to have an unhealthy relationship with food back in the day um and when you know when you go to the cinema and you want like you get like a large popcorn because they're all bloody Mm. large like you might as well get the large 20p more um and I used to be like okay I'll have half and then obviously I'd always eat the whole thing and then I'd feel awful whereas if I actually sat there and I was like you're probably gonna eat the whole thing so like just know that you probably will and it's fine and I was just just enjoy it yeah because I'd be like well I, I told myself I was allowed to so I'm not going to do it again yeah. tomorrow because, you know, yeah. a large popcorn every day, but it's yeah. just kind of legalizing it makes it more enjoyable, less guilty. And then we can move yep. on and eat something different. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. Um, and then when you give yourself freedom to do that, you tend to enjoy it more because yes. if you're, if you have like, oh, I can only eat half, you're like, I just feel like you're so fixated on the amount that you're eating. You're not actually tasting. No, you're not, I completely agree with you. You're not enjoying it. You're the whole time. You're thinking I'm only allowed half. I'm only allowed half. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, you just do like, you end up doing weird things with your food, like chewing it funny. And yeah, yeah, it's just weird, weird thing. So yeah. What about other tips for like uh, anxiety and guilt um, so- besides normalizing? the foods, removing the rules, removing the morals. I always find that mindfulness is really helpful and it can even I love be, that you mentioned that. Yeah, I just I so many people that I suggest it to really benefit from it. And I'm not saying it's yeah. for everyone, like nothing is for everyone, but it does help in my experience a large amount of people. And I, I practice it. I use it in my life Same. and it really, really helps. Same. So I actually once you said about the blog post I just pulled up on my phone that I wrote I might have been last year um back on my blog as well was like my 10 mindful eating tips for the holidays oh love that let's go through that okay so I'll go through them but also should we just explain what mindfulness is first in case no one in case anyone is kind of like confused because it's kind of like a woo-woo statement like oh mindfulness some people think it sounds a bit hippie-ish as well and I'm so not into that like I I can't meditate like I don't enjoy it I'm I wish I could yeah (laughs) <laughs> oh I love meditation but yeah, yeah I know what you mean it is it is like hippie woo-woo um like yeah mindfulness crystals kind of thing um but <laughs> so mindful eating is really just paying attention to the food that you're eating and also your body's reaction and your inner cues is that yeah. how you would kind of sum it up yeah in like it's a just word kind sentence? of being being more present in the moment so you know at to be honest, I'm guilty of it. I like to sit down and watch TV when I'm eating. Yeah, but if too. you are or someone stand. who, yeah, <laughs> just do something. But that's what works for me, and I, you know, I don't feel like it's detrimental to my eating experience. But um, 
So I always suggest to people maybe get rid of all those distractions and actually allow yourself to identify what you're eating, what the colors are on your plate, what the textures are in your mouth, the flavors, the spices. And it sounds really silly, but by just slowing down and actually identifying with what you're doing and what you're eating, it can really enhance the experience. Yep, I agree. And something that's really helpful is close your eyes. <laughs> you tell like, me to close my eyes. No. <laughs> Like close your eyes when you're you just eating. Just looked at me dead in the face. It was like close your eyes. I was like, <laughs> I'm so convicting. Um, I'm sorry if I made you feel uncomfortable. There. No, I mean like if you're eating something. Oh my god, that's so funny. I'm crying. If you're eating something, like if you say you're eating like a bowl of I don't know oats in the morning with all your toppings, whatever. Like yeah. close your eyes and try and taste what you're having on each spoonful. Does oh that God, make I love sense? That. Yeah. Like, I didn't mean for you to close your eyes right now. Yeah, no. Like, <laughs> but when you turn off sight, it kind of forces your other, um, your other senses to increase. So things That's like such texture a good idea. I'm gonna try that. smell. Yeah, things like that. That can be really helpful. So yeah, removing distraction, paying attention to what you're eating, and also checking in with your body. Like, are you hungry? Are you full? Is this nice? Yeah, are you like, not enjoying it? Like, if you're yeah. not enjoying something midway, you don't feel like you have to finish it I agree yeah okay perfect so I think it's a good time for me to read through my top 10 mindful eating tips for the holidays go for it okay um one and some of these might like be repetitive to what you said before Mm -hmm. um put your food on a plate or in a bowl so eating straight from the chip bowl or bag of pretzels in an unconscious act placing the food in a bowl or in a plate allows you to see how much you are eating I agree with that because sometimes it's like just more fun to grab the bag and open it and eat it. But I mm. do try and pour it in a bowl because it's nice to see like how much you've got. Yeah, you just want to be mindful of your overall portions. Yeah. Breathe and slow down. There is no contest. Slow down and allow your body to process what you are eating. Taking deep breaths in between forkfuls can help slow down the speed at which you are eating. Yeah, definitely. So just, yeah, slow it down. Acknowledge and ignore the comments from family and friends. If someone makes a comment about your weight or what you should or shouldn't be eating, let it go. Everyone is on a different journey. I feel like that kind of, maybe we should, I think someone asked a question about that. Yeah, I was going to say, we'll definitely come back to that point because I think that's a huge topic we need to discuss. Yeah, agreed. Okay, Um, actually taste the food you were eating, which I have said before, you don't often eat these foods year round. So make sure you actually taste the food and savor every bite as opposed to shoveling it down. Yeah. In, enjoy it, it yeah when, say if you've like I'm guilty of this I've done it before I've had lunch and then I've been so busy and I don't get home till like eight o'clock at night and I haven't had a snack and I'm mm. so hungry that I eat so quickly and, and then you're I'm like hungry. what the hell did I eat yeah and you're like what did I eat I'm ridiculously full like everything's just uncomfortable so totally. my advice would be don't let yourself get to that point where you are absolutely starving and you can't think straight about what you want yeah I couldn't agree more um yeah slow uh, slow down and actually taste the food um my next one is reject the negative self-talk so you are not defined by the food you eat no foods are inherently good or bad which we spoke about if negative thoughts enter your mind about food or body image acknowledge and dismiss them they are just thoughts not facts Mm -hmm. that whole separating fact versus feeling yeah i always talk about that feeling as a fact yes you might feel like I don't know you might feel guilty or you might feel gross after having something 
but that doesn't mean that that's actually true exactly and no one else is thinking about it it's just you being harsh on yourself yeah um the next one I feel like is it's an Americanism meaning like I feel like this doesn't always exist here or I found working with people this phrase is not as common but growing up this was like everything um understand that you do not need to join the clean fleet club just because the food is on your plate does not mean you have to finish it eat until you're full not until your plate is clean so like a lot of kids growing up like to get your kids to eat the vegetables on their plate it's like oh come on join the clean plate club but then that kind of like weirdly teaches you that you always have to finish your plate yeah that's so funny I've never heard of that term however it was such a thing wasn't it like you have to finish your plate otherwise you don't get dessert yeah and then it kind of teaches you that you always have to finish your plate and you kind of have to ignore your internal cues yes yeah so disregard the clean plate club (laughs) (laughs) um sit down which we I mentioned before like sit down and like treat it like a meal like if you stand up you're more likely to eat really fast Um, make time for the foods you've been craving if you've been looking forward to the mashed potatoes make sure you have some or you may find yourself waking up in the middle of the night with a spoon straight from the fridge which is so (laughs) true like if you're craving it have it definitely oh my god please satisfy your internal signals if they're telling you that you know you want to enjoy those sweet potatoes or whatever it is like the stuffing whatever just have it yeah agreed you're going to seek that satisfaction elsewhere for the rest of the night yeah totally um assess your hunger prior to sitting down so you know just checking in with yourself um and seeing how hungry you actually are and then the next one is you can always put more on your plate there's no harm in taking seconds you don't need to pile your plate uh high to the sky start with moderate portions and if you're still hungry or want more you can always help yourself Definitely. It's like what we said before, like it's okay to not finish everything and it's also okay to go back for more if you're hungry still. Yeah, agreed. So I think that's like tips for kind of mindful eating, but I think those are more just like also like kind of like intuitive tips for the holidays. Love that. Okay, what are some other questions? Um, we have, okay, so let's talk about the comments from family members. Oh, I love this one. Okay, Because this is my family. Oh my God, speak. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just like, I just know, like my family, like we're just, uh, we're very food oriented, but I grew up in a family that was also very diet oriented. So things like every time this sounds so terrible and I hope this doesn't come off the wrong way. And I don't think he's listening, but my grandfather, if you are listening, I fucking love you. And this is not a dig at you, but like every time I would, I, my grandparents live in Florida and I lived in New York. So like they come out for holidays or I go down there and growing up every time I'd see my grandfather, there might be like six months to a year in between every time I saw him. Mm-hmm. And he'd always be like, all right, let me see what you look like. Turn around. And he would do like a full body scan. He'd be like, most of the time he'd just be like, oh my God, you're gorgeous. Like, look at you. But sometimes he would make negative comments. Um, not so much at me more negative comments towards my mom which um she will definitely be on this podcast to talk about her relationship with food because you know that's just that's a telltale sign how things are not gonna go well i think sarah gets jealous that he gets no airtime i know anyway um yeah that's terrible that's tough 
that's terrible. And, you know, I was so young, I didn't even know what it meant. And I remember my dad telling off my grandfather, basically being like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I think that when you have a group of people and if you are a family of like chronic dieting and stuff, there's going to be those comments of, oh, like it doesn't count over Christmas and, you know, oh, just have another one or like just like comments about your body and about what you're eating and it's just like so annoying Mm. yeah I remember um like quite a few oh god it must have been like 10 10 years ago now um I was very underweight and I had to start putting on weight and it was before Christmas time and I was absolutely petrified of going over to my other family's house so I told my mum, I was like, can you please tell no one to make any comments of my weight? Like, I don't want to talk about it. And I, yeah. I wasn't overweight, but in my head, I'd put on weight and I looked, you know, a lot bigger than when they'd last seen me. And it was like my biggest fear to have someone make a comment. So yeah. she actually told them all not to say anything, which they didn't. I think that's good. I think that's about setting boundaries. I think yeah. what you did there was that this is what I need everyone else to agree to. Mm-hmm. And I think doing that is a good idea like you know setting boundaries if you go to a family dinner and say look like I don't want to talk about you know the food on my plate I would really appreciate it if no one kind of made any comments like I think people will respect that they're not going to be like nope I'm going to do it anyway exactly I will tell you what I think yeah Yeah. it's really difficult because some people find it a really touchy subject to bring up but bloody bring it up if it's going to make your Christmas more enjoyable like you said set the boundaries from the get-go tell them you don't want any comments about your weight you're perfectly happy with you and your body and your relationship with your body and you don't need anyone else's input yeah I agree and if someone does say something just like simply say you know what I find not I find talking about this stuff makes me feel really down and I really want to have a happy Christmas so if we could please just shift the conversation away from food and wheat and just I want to hear what everyone's up to and just like that happy things like no one's going to question it I just think we're all so self-conscious about setting those boundaries definitely yeah you can't you can't be like just do it yeah 100% like pull them up on it get it out in the open and then yeah and even to be honest even if you're sitting at a holiday dinner and those comments like don't affect you like if two people were having a chat next to me about like diets it would literally go in one ear and out the other like I'm just at a point where like it literally doesn't affect me but I think like I might actually chime in just because I don't know who else is in the room who else is listening and how that might affect them so I might chime in just be like you know like it's great that we all have our opinions kind of thing. I just feel like maybe we should talk about something a bit more joyous and a bit more happy um, around the table and then maybe come up with a conversation starter. Like, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Like, because you don't know who else is sitting at that table and internalizing those comments in a negative way. So even if you're fine over the holidays, be wary that someone else may not be. Yeah. And remember that if you are on a journey, like, you know, trying to fight against diet culture or like ditch all these horrible diet messages, you're for someone who is talking about diet next to you, let's say in their weight, remember like you're actually ahead of them because you've taken the step to fight all this Mm -hmm. misinformation. So just stay on track. I know it's so much easier said than done, but just don't let that stuff get inside your head again. Yeah. And you can like remove yourself from the situation. Just like excuse yourself, make up an excuse. <laughs> I gotta go feed the dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Just like 
make sure you're taking care of yourself and removing yourself from any situations that you know it's not a good idea for you to be in. Yeah, definitely. And what about like the people who are like food pushers? I had that as a question. Yeah. Okay. So my kind of, I had a very specific example of when someone offers you food and you say no, and they say, go on, it's Christmas. Interesting. Yeah. So, so like, I hate this because like, it's just like a weird distorted justification. Like it's Christmas, but Christmas is just another day. Like it's, it's just oh God, December 25th. I know it's like, we are always allowed to eat, you know, as yeah. much as we see fit in terms of what's right for you and your body it, it's not like oh it's christmas time so we have to overrate like we have to eat all this food yeah it doesn't just because it's christmas doesn't mean you should like um disregard all your internal cues like it's literally just another day i know and i feel like sometimes you know people some people eat more some people do take the opportunity to think yeah it's yeah, christmas it, i'm gonna eat a lot more than i normally do and i'll you know yeah it's fine yeah it is fine, but we all have to be comfortable with what we've chosen to do. Yeah. Um, so there's some things you could do. You could always just say like, oh, um, I'll get some extra in a minute or like make up like one of those kind of excuses. Um, you could simply just say, I'm full. Yeah, I was going to say, just say, I'm actually really full at the moment. Thanks for offering. Um, I yeah. might get some more later. Exactly. I love that one. Um, or it's like the worst when someone's like, oh my God, I made this specifically for you. Have oh more. <laughs> and it's like, you can literally just say, thanks so much. If there's any extras, I'll be sure to take it home with me. Yeah, definitely. Oh my God, that's such a good idea. And I always do that. If like, you know, there's dishes for certain people, like my mom, particularly like me and my sister are vegetarian. And you know, if there's like loads of veggie stuff left over, she'll be like, oh, you know, some left for you to take home kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. I remember like when I was little, I used to love, I guess this is more Thanksgiving, but like the sweet potatoes with the mini marshmallows on it. It's so American that you do that. So American. <laughs> and it'd always be like, oh, Barry, we made this for you. Are you going to have any more? And it's like, how much can I actually eat? We made enough to serve 12 and I'm the only one eating it. So just simply say, thank you so much. It was absolutely delicious. I can't wait to enjoy some tomorrow. Take it home with you. If you want it, great. If you don't, throw it out. Yeah love it so simple um but it's it's not so simple I shouldn't say that but it it's hard because like you don't want to disappoint someone or some people yeah. can show love in the way of like food food yeah I was gonna say just be like stand up for yourself basically just be confident mm. with the choice that you've made and don't be afraid to voice that to someone yeah that's a that's a very good way of putting it stand up for yourself um I like that one and yeah just just do what's best for you at the end of the day. Like we always have to put ourselves forward. Yeah. First, I should say. Yeah. Okay, cool. Any other questions? Um, I'm going to leave like the most fun one until last. But the next one is uh, feeling unproductive or not active enough around Christmas time. Interesting. Which I think a lot of people like you don't exercise as much or move as much. Yeah. And my question to that is, so what's, what's so bad about that? Yeah. <laughs> So basically, I'm assuming like people feel guilty for not moving as much. Yeah, I think but, if like, that's we, even two weeks, your body's not going to change from not 100%. And if you are feeling guilty about that, maybe that's an indication that you need to assess your relationship with, you know, 
exercise and if that's something that you want to um, discuss with a professional about you know throughout the year yeah definitely because that is something I mean if you are suffering with an eating disorder for example guilt around food and exercise and all the things you should or shouldn't be doing it's those should and shouldn't words again um, yeah and your body is like entitled to rest oh my god 100 percent and like, like I said, that rest time isn't going to make like have any detrimental effect on your body. Like I would actually just embrace it and think this is so nice. Like enjoy the time that you don't have to exercise. You know, you can, it's okay to just sit on the sofa, enjoy your food, be in a food coma. I love that. <laughs> I would also say it's actually my, one of my favorite things to do. Like I think on Christmas morning, a lot of the time we go just for like a nice walk as a family, get yep. some fresh air and then enjoy the food sit on the sofa don't do anything for the rest of the day it yeah it's also like for a walk to get your blood flowing if you feel yeah like you definitely but it's also like if you're just vegging out you're most likely going to be <laughs> have you never heard that saying i love that saying if you're just vegging out yeah. um you're most likely not going to be doing it alone over the Christmas phrase. So you're more likely going to be surrounded by family or friends. So just like take that opportunity to like enjoy it time spent with loved ones. Oh my God. Yes. Focus on the stuff, like all the good stuff that's going on that day. Stop thinking about all the stuff you're not doing and think about the yeah. things you actually get to be doing. Cause it's very rare. You probably all sit down as a family together and enjoy an abundance of food. Yeah, and it's it's like four days out of the whole year, and those four days are not going to have an impact on everything. So, um, we posted a quote on the Forking Wellness podcast uh, on the Forking Wellness podcast Instagram Almost page. Like ever. <laughs> yeah, it did great, um, and it said guilt and stress do more damage to your body than chocolate cake ever will. So, like, calm down, <laughs> relax enjoy the time spent and you know just embrace it and move forward you know what I mean yeah 100 percent. amazing any other that's a bit more um, yeah definitely so the last two one is stop uh, how do I stop eating when I'm actually full because I always eat so uncomfortable fullness mm, I think this is really common especially around the holiday time yeah one it's okay to eat until you're uncomfortable feel like we all do it as humans yeah like it's yeah, totally we, acceptable the amount of times that i've had to unbutton my jeans or like yeah, roll exactly. my leggings down <laughs> yeah God. but i think that also comes back to what we were saying at the beginning where it that might be a result of restriction i don't know because i that's the only kind of statement i had from the person who messaged mm. me so i don't know the ins and outs of what might be going on there but I, if I could guess, it would be perhaps because you've been restricting and then when you finally kind of give in, quotation marks there, um, you, you binge because you, it's your body's reaction to deprivation. Yeah, totally. And then again, just using those mindfulness techniques that we spoke about before. So like checking in with your body. So helpful here, yeah. Yeah, I think it takes time. Like it takes practice. All of a sudden you're not going to like one day wake up as like a really mindful eater. Of like, course. And don't stress yourself out if you're like, you really are trying to implement those tactics, but you still feel like you're, you know, still doing the habits that you were previously doing. Like, like you said before, we're all on a journey and it takes us different amount of times. So just as long as you're being aware and mindful, that's great. And yeah. yeah. And like celebrate the small wins. 
yeah it's always some huge step that you have to master in order to make like a positive difference yeah it's always helpful to just like um after it's all done and like after it's all happened just like reflect on the situation be like what would I have done differently what was a positive what could I improve on things like that so it's all a journey just yeah stress and guilt is the worst thing yeah agreed so let's finish on a more light-hearted one which are what are some veggie options I can have for Christmas dinner okay you're probably (laughs) yeah what what do you have on Christmas Okay, so I'm going to do a shout out to the Linda McCartney sausages. You love Linda McCartney sausages. So, much. so the onion, I think it's onion and sage, something like that. I don't know, I don't, I don't eat them. I love them so much, but I just see the packet and I buy it. Um, they're really tasty. There's also like a red pepper and chorizo flavour. Again, so tasty. I also now do a vegan, like, um, vegan nut roast thing. Honestly, mm. I don't overly enjoy it as much as the sausages. So I personally would recommend the veggie sausages and um, if you're feeling adventurous make a nut roast there's yeah, loads or of a lentil a lentil roast if you're allergic to nuts oh my gosh yes lentil and i think lentil and chickpea is a good yep. one yeah so i don't okay i'm like the weirdest non-meat eater in the world because yeah. i don't eat i don't do it for any other reason that i don't like the taste and texture of meat yeah, like so I, I've never had meat growing up. Like never had a hamburger in my life. I used to spit out meat as a child. I just like so that taste. I really don't like that taste. And I used to eat chicken up until maybe I was like fourteen, but it would have to be like drowning in a sauce because it was like the sauce that I enjoyed, not yeah. the actual meat. And it had to be like borderline raw. Like it had to be like I was like I was keep like I was always teetering the line of like is this cooked enough because it's that texture of like overcooked like chewy dry meat that like literally I hate so much so like I don't I eat I would happily eat chicken but I would like run the risk of a foodborne illness so I stay away from it (laughs) and that's why I like like I love fish but it has to be quite rare I know, um, we're so not on the same page. Like, like, I literally cook my salmon for nine minutes. I'll, like, fry my salmon until it's, like, borderline burnt crisp on the outside. Oh, my God. Whereas, like, I'm Barry, sick. like, turns it once on the pan and serves it up. <laughs> yep. That's why I love sushi. Um, but, yeah, like, it's just a texture and a taste thing for me. So I don't really like a lot of these meat alternatives because they still taste like meat what not even the veggie sausages yeah i don't like them it's just like too meaty for me huge disappointment honestly. i know it's i'm so weird i'm literally so, so weird but if, um i usually oh, just make a piece sauce. of i just yeah or i make a piece of fish oh interesting okay. so not not veggie but like mm. non-meat related um but I, I've never had it, but I really want to try making like um, a bean or mushroom wellington. Oh, yes. I love like, like a cashew nut. I, got, I keep saying nut things and people might be allergic to nuts. So. Yeah. I just love p- pastry. Um, yeah, I don't really like pastry that much, actually. Oh my God, I love it. So buttery and delicious. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah but any other veggie veggie options um to be honest i mean there's loads of i mean heck do veggie sausages um mm. 
Sainsbury's like own brand I guess Tesco's would do them as well I'm not sure because Sainsbury's is my local but all these like yeah. supermarkets now are actually coming out with some really good veggie options yeah some um, really good ones I'm trying to think if there's like any American brands that I can think of for our American listeners and I literally can't sorry <laughs> sorry American followers um, I'm sure there are some really great things and you know what yeah. I'll just default to saying I'm sure Trader Joe's had something that's great for you <laughs> so that is actually pretty much everything I got sent those were all the concerns um that we were asked to bring up so is there anything else you think that we missed or that we can add um no I think like food related nutrition wise I think we've answered all of the questions we are recording digitally again because I'm still in Wales and the signal is not being very friendly to us so we are going to hop off before it gets worse and we get any negative complaints about the sound quality um so hopefully this episode was super helpful yeah I hope that it answered well I hope we answered all your questions well um and you found it beneficial and please let us know if you incorporate any of these kind of tips into your holiday season Yes, please do. And make sure you rate, review and subscribe if you love our podcast, because your support means everything to us. Yep. And don't forget to follow the Forking Wellness podcast and follow our personal Instagrams, uh, Barry the Dietitian, Sophie's Healthy Kitchen, and we will catch up with you guys next week. Awesome. Bye.